everyone. Welcome back to the Fresh Frozen Southerner podcast. My name is Jay. I hope all is well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, today I would like to talk to you about the upcoming elections. We are really in the thick of the next election cycle. Now, it is a midterm election, which most people don't really pay attention to. But I'm already starting to see my Facebook feed is full of ads for local politicians for the most part. But I'm sure I'm going to start seeing some more national campaigns going on. But you know, midterm elections are a little more local than the presidential elections. I'm getting a lot of stuff for uh, county administrators, uh, state administrators, a lot of people running for state seats. And then you've got, of course, you always have uh, representatives in the Congress getting elected every two years. And I think one of our state senator seats is open. I'm seeing some ads for that. But what I wanted to talk to you today is I have a plan that if we will put this into motion, we will actually see some concrete change in the type of leadership we have at both the state level and the federal level, which the federal level is not supposed to be this way, but the federal level matters more now than the state level does. I hardly ever hear anything passed in the state that actually affects me. Really about the only thing that affects me on a day-to-day basis is whatever the gas tax is. I'm happy to say Pennsylvania does not have the highest gas tax in the nation. Uh, We did for a long time. But California just raised their state gasoline tax, and it put them above Pennsylvania. So we are happily in number two right now. I'm sure it won't last long. I'm sure Governor Wolf took that as a personal challenge, and he is going to show those jerks in New York who's the boss. But as years have went on through my life, the federal government has taken more and more control and more and more power. And it's to the point now where the federal government affects most citizens' lives more on a day-to-day basis than their state or local government does, which is the exact opposite of the system that the founders put into, into effect. Now, the way it's supposed to work is your local government is supposed to be what you deal with most of the time in your life, which is logical and makes all kinds of sense. You know, the the city ordinances that you live in, those are what you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis. Those people are, they're your neighbors. They live down the street on the other side of town, but they know the people that they're making decisions for. They understand the problems that the city is facing or the community or the county. And then the next level up is supposed to be the state, and the state will have less than the local government to do with your life, but a little bit more than the federal government. And, you know, the people in D.C. that don't know you probably have never heard the town you live in, have no idea what your problems are, what the needs of the community are. They're not supposed to have a big hand in your life. And if you're not sure if that's a good idea or not, all you've got to do is ask yourself, if you had the choice... Would you want somebody that lives 2,000 miles away from you and has no clue what your life is like, what your name is, who you are, anything about you, would you put them in charge of major decisions, both financially, career-wise, everyday living? Would you think that it's a good idea to put some stranger in charge of your life? The answer to that is, of course, no. So it's just hubris on the part of these federal politicians that they think that they can improve your life when they have no clue what issues you face, who you are, anything about you. It's not supposed to be that way, but as is true with every government all through the history of man, 
you know, the power always accumulates. They never give it away. And don't think for one second that that's something that we have evolved past, because all you got to do is look at the mask mandates that are getting ready to get re-implemented to know that if they give a, get a little bit of power, they're going to hang on to it. And during the pandemic, we very foolishly allowed the government to take over these emergency powers, and they basically became a little miniature dictatorship. They won't call themselves that. But that's where we are. They have been given a great deal of power that they never dreamed that they would ever have. And they freaking love having their hands on those reins. And they're going to hang on. And it's probably going to take a little mini uprising to get over this stuff. But Joe Biden is talking about putting a mask mandate back into effect, even though we have all kinds of data showing that the masks do absolutely nothing. And there is simply no point in wearing a mask when you're out. It's not protecting you. It's not protecting the people you're coming in contact with. It is literally just a superstitious talisman that you can tell people that they're doing something. And it literally has the same amount of effect as I've said it before, shaking bones at a volcano, hoping that will appease the gods so that they don't make the volcano erupt and kill everybody in your village. And if that's the route you're wanting to take, why don't you just hang a clove of garlic around your neck and carve a hex into the door frame over your over your front door? It will literally have the same amount of effectiveness of keeping COVID at bay. And I would absolutely love to sit here and blame all that crap on the politicians, but Really, the sad truth is, it's my fault, and it's your fault. We have elected these people, and more importantly than that, we have let them overstep their bounds. I have never seen anybody really push back on the federal government over anything. And 90% of the crap that they do is not a power that they actually have. You know, when I was in school, they always talked about express powers of the federal government and implied powers of the federal government. And what the implied powers was is the Constitution did not very specifically say that the federal government could not do that. And they were taking that as a sort of a tacit agreement that they could do that. Unfortunately, that's a load of BS because the Tenth Amendment very clearly states that any powers not expressly written and put forth by the Constitution for the federal government shall fall to the states. And 150 years ago, when the government started gobbling up powers that the states were supposed to take care of, if the American people had just said, now, hang on a second there, there, champ, have you read the Constitution? What you're doing is not within the purview of your office and is illegal and unconstitutional. We didn't do that. Unfortunately, a big facet of human nature is, is if somebody says that they will take care of something, most people are more than happy to let them take care of it. And at that point, most people really don't care if it's being done well or properly or in their best interest, just as long as somebody else is taking care of it and they don't have to worry about it. But that has got us in a whole mess of trouble. I don't know if you've noticed what the national debt is, but these people are not good at their jobs and they are just insanely in love with spending money that is not theirs, which wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing if we lived in a utopia. But I don't know if you've noticed how many potholes are in the road in front of your house. I think mine is mainly potholes with a little bit of pavement left. Everything is just just falling apart. They're not doing a good job with the money that they're just throwing away. If they were 
just wildly competent and we were getting these fantastic results, it'd be one thing, but they're spending money like it's going out of style for really no results to speak of. But as I said at the top of the show, I have a plan and it's a pretty simple plan. It is going to take a little bit of effort and it's not something that we can see any changes from in this election cycle, but it is just elegant simplicity. And I assure you that if we would do it and stick to it, it would work. Like I say, it would take a few election cycles to see the effects of it. But if we just put this into effect and stuck to our guns, things would change. Now, like I said, there's an election coming up. It is a midterm election. I don't know how much of a primary season there is with midterm elections. It's certainly not anything major like in the presidential election years. But in any election that you have the right to vote for, any local elections, if there is a primary, you have to agree not to vote for a career politician and certainly to never vote for any incumbent. Take some time, do a little research. Somebody in that primary is going to be somebody that comes from the private sector and is just trying to initiate a little bit of change in the political system. Find that person and vote for them. Now, the reason this would work is, number one, the political sides are so far apart at this point. Most Republicans are never going to vote for a Democrat, and most Democrats are never going to vote for a Republican. It's simply not going to happen. But if you're voting in a primary election, you're still going to be voting for a Democrat. You're still going to be voting for a Republican, but you're just getting the career politicians. You know, in very rare cases, you're going to get the career politician unseated. Most of the time, this is going to be a protest vote, but that's part of the reason I'm saying we need to do this in the primary, because when it comes down to the actual election, most people are just going to want to see their side win. But this will give them an opportunity that they can send a little bit of a message out there. And like I say, in rare cases, you're actually going to get rid of a career politician and you'll get somebody in office that has not been indoctrinated into the system over the last 20 years. And you may actually see some change. But unseating an incumbent is really not the purpose of this. The reason we're doing this in primaries, in a primary election, most of the politicians, they will go so hard to whatever the extremes of their party is that most of what comes out of their mouth sounds like the ramblings of an insane person. The reason that they do this is because during the primaries, that's who gets out and votes. Now, the system is kind of set up for that. Uh, They've made it to where people like me, I really can't vote in a primary election because I am registered as an independent. The last primary election that I actually voted in was during the 2016 presidential campaign. And when I got to the polling place and I got into the booth, there was one single item on my ballot. I could not vote for any of the Democratic presidential candidates because I was not registered as a Democrat, and the same is true for the Republicans. There were no independents running that year, at least there weren't any on my ballot. The only thing I could vote for in that election, and I'm not even sure why they were putting it on my ballot, was a parking ordinance for the city of Philadelphia. Now, I don't live in Philadelphia. I have no idea even what part of the city this ordinance was going to affect, and I have no idea what the issues were surrounding the parking that it was up on a ballot like that. But I don't think I voted for that because I would just be basically just, you know, pick A or B. That was the extent of my knowledge of this issue. So why that was on my ballot, I don't know. But the system is actually set up 
so that people in the middle, people like me, and I hope people like you, we really can't affect things in the primary. So unfortunately, I'm kind of asking my Republican and my Democratic friends to sort of get on board with this for me. Now, I should be able to vote. You know, when it comes to the primary, I should be able to cast one vote for whoever I think is the best candidate, whether it's a Republican or a Democrat. And quite frankly, it's a load of BS to exclude me from that process. Now, all the candidates will say, well, you'd have Republicans voting for Democrats to try to upset the race and and the Democrats shout the same thing. You know, but, you know, all you're doing there is you're showing us what you would do in that situation because people expect everybody else to behave the way they would. So basically, when somebody says that, what you're saying is, is that I would intentionally sabotage the other side's election to try to throw a monkey wrench into the machine. But it comes down to the fact that they're only interested in people that they approve of voting for the candidates if they can at all avoid letting anybody else cast a ballot. Now, it shouldn't be that way. I'm a registered voter. I have the right to vote in elections. I should be able to cast my ballot. And sometimes there are Democratic candidates that I really like. You know, JFK is sort of the the shining example of the Democratic Party, and he's their golden boy. The irony is, if he was alive, the Democratic Party would ostracize him in a heartbeat, because what JFK stood for was small government, a strong military, and personal responsibility. I would vote for that in a heartbeat. Modern Democrats would hate his guts. And if there's a JFK on the ballot that is maybe trying to unseat somebody, I would love to be able to throw my support to that person. But they don't allow me to. And it's strange that you hear so much about voters' rights and, you know, keeping people out of the polls is wrong. They only feel that way if they think the vote is going to come to them. If they think that the vote is going to hurt them, then they get real uninterested real fast. And there is no reason to disenfranchise me because I'm not a member of your little club. And the problem is, when you're only dealing with the registered Democrats and the registered Republicans— Most of those people are just hardcore extremists. And if you listen to those people, you're going to go into some pretty crazy directions. And they have to pander to those people. They have to one-up themselves every year and go just a little bit further. Now, if people in the middle could vote, that would change a lot of stuff. Number one, we are the majority. There's only about 46% of the country that is registered Democrat or Republican, which means that 56%, I'm sorry, 54% of the country is independent. We have the power to sway elections if they would let us. They don't want us voting in those elections, so suddenly voters' rights don't matter. It's just who's in the club, and those are the only people I want casting a ballot. If people will start voting for the newcomers, the outsiders in the primary election, like I say, the first time it will not do anything. You know, there'll be just an an aberration in the polling. They won't think anything about it. It'll go on just life as normal until the next election cycle. But if the second time and the third time they start to see this shift in the voting patterns toward more centrist people, people that are in the middle, and most importantly, people that are not lifelong politicians, people that are coming out of the private sector to try to make some changes in politics— If they see that two, three, four elections in a row, they're going to modify their behavior. They're going to start moving to the middle. They're going to start speaking a little more sensibly. They're going to be closer to the other side, so maybe some compromise and some things can actually get done. 
This is the only way we're going to get our political system pointed back in the right direction. We're a long way off the tracks right now. It would take a long time to get back to the straight and narrow, but we can get there. See, what you got to understand when you're dealing with a career politician, these are not human beings in the classical sense. They're more like animated clay. They're sort of like Gumby. They will morph and shift and change their shape into anything that they think is going to win them one more vote. And that is absolutely all they care about. You have to remember, you're not dealing with an actual person. These individuals, they do not have their own personalities. They don't have emotions. They don't have thoughts or feelings or beliefs. They don't have strong convictions, although some of them have legal convictions. They don't have morals or scruples or character or strength, spirit, courage, empathy, compassion, will, fortitude, potential, competency, ability, intelligence, or any leadership ability whatsoever. Now, I can hear some of you saying, how can I say they don't have leadership ability? They're, they are our leaders. Well, trust me, if you've ever had a job that where you worked for an idiot as the manager or the owner, you are well aware that just because you're in a leadership role does not mean that you have any leadership ability. So what we've got is we've got a bunch of blank slates that will just do, say, or act any way that they feel like that is necessary to get one more vote, to get back into office. And it's like children. If you have a lot of bad behavior from a children and you reward that behavior, you're just going to get more of that behavior. And that is what our political system has become. It is just a contest to see who can move further to the extreme, who can be more obstinate, who can be more bullheaded, who can do less for the country and more for their own party. And the only way we're going to turn these people away from that behavior is we're going to have to put a lot of these people in time out. Now, like I say, this is not something that's going to happen this election cycle. It's going to take a lot of time on our part. This is not a one and done situation. You know, it's not going to be this election and then you can say, there, I did it. And we can all just sit back on our laurels. There's a reason it's called your civic duty. Because it is going to take some effort. It's going to take a little work on your part. You're going to have to stick to it for a while. And the biggest hurdle we're going to face is getting the people that don't vote to actually care enough to go vote. You know, the whole system is set up to make people in the middle, the people on the fringes of the party, which are toward the middle at this point, used to be the extremes were the fringes. But now it's the people that are a little bit sensible, a little bit level-headed. That's not a good thing to say about our country, but it is where we are. But we've got to get those people to care enough to go vote again. The politicians do not want you to care. They want you to stay home. Because, again, that means that most of the people that go out and vote are the people that are in the club and they approve of. They love for you to feel apathetic and feel like your vote doesn't matter. That's like handing them a big slice of birthday cake. And, again, we're dealing with children these people think and behave like children. And every time you are apathetic and you stay home, you are giving them exactly what they want. Don't let these career politicians use you that way. Again, you're dealing with children. You're dealing with poorly behaved children. Don't reward that behavior. All right, guys, that is about all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I hope you'll think about the things I've said. Um, again, I don't want anyone to just blindly listen to anything I say. 
but I want you to think about things. I want to kickstart the thought process and let you come up to your own conclusions. Uh, But I certainly hope you enjoyed today's show. If you did, I would certainly appreciate a like and you can leave me a comment and a subscription is always greatly appreciated. You can leave me a comment at freshfrozensoutherner at gmail.com or on the Fresh Frozen Southerner Facebook page. All right, guys. As always, I appreciate you sitting with me for this long. I hope your week is going well, and we will talk again very soon. Thank you very much.